from Absolutely Productions. This is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. The Branchburg Police Department is seeking witnesses to a chimney theft that occurred late last night. Area resident Larry Caldwell was the one who woke up to find his home missing its chimney. Well, I woke up and went outside to see if that awful newspaper boy had delivered my paper. And guess what? He hadn't. He never does. Three straight months with no paper. I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm paying for. My other neighbors get their paper. So I backed into him a couple times pulling out of my driveway. Big deal! Just what the hell is he doing with the papers he isn't delivering anyways? Selling them to bird owners? Little SOB. Anyways, that's when I turned around and realized my chimney was gone. This is now the sixth reported stolen chimney in Branchburg this past month, and many residents are beginning to install large two-story fences around their chimneys in response to the town-wide epidemic. Branchburg police asks that any suspicious behavior in the vicinity of a chimney be reported to them immediately, and that those with chimneys keep a fire in them at all times, as lit chimneys are harder to steal. Additionally, the police department has also finally drawn a sketch composite of the potential suspect, but they say they are too embarrassed to release it. This is Branchburg Public Radio. Robert Martino Jr., and I am the proud owner of the Branchburg Butcher Shop. Shop's been in my family for six decades now, uh, dating all the way back to when my father founded it in 1959. Simply put, it's a Branchburg institution. But unfortunately, times are tough, sales are down, and people just don't get their meat from butchers the way they used to. I wanted to revitalize the business a bit, so I decided to take a risk and I made the decision to begin selling whale meat. Thought it would make a stand out, give people something they can't find anywhere else. And that something is whale meat. Now, I uh, I didn't know this, but it's pretty difficult to find whales you can hunt in New Jersey. Uh, In fact, it's pretty much illegal to hunt them in the entire United States. I was ready to throw in the towel, but then my son, Robert Martino III, told me about something called the dark web, and I bought my first whale on there. Got a pretty good deal, too. Of course, most of the website was in a language I didn't recognize, but like my father, I know a good deal when I see one. A couple weeks later, my order arrived, and the first thing I noticed was how small the packaging was. Um, I, I was nervous I'd bought a baby whale by mistake, and I, I thought, oh gosh, P- you know, PETA, they're going to be real up in arms about this, but, uh, well, uh, upon opening the crate, I, um, I found something uh, far, far worse. And, uh, well, there's no easy way to say this, but, um, I, uh, I seem to have accidentally purchased a, a dead human. Look, on, on the website, there, there, there was a picture of a whale, but it, I, I guess maybe the whale was just like the company's logo or something. Maybe it was an ad. I, I had no idea what language anything was in. Oh, God. 
I guess at the end of the day, there aren't too many good excuses for having a dead person in your freezer, are there? <laughs> yes, I, I still have the dead person. I, I don't know what to do with it. And, and, and don't worry, it's not touching any of the other meat. It's in the corner of the freezer in kind of a, a fetal position. That's it, how it came. Uh, what am I supposed to do, huh? You know, I know it's not ideal to have a dead person next to your meat supply, but I can't just let it rot. Do you know what dead people smell like? Bad! I mean, I am not gonna sell it, I swear. I, I am not that type of guy. I, I mean, even though I could probably do a pretty convincing job. You know, I could dress it up, I could throw some seasoning on it, little pepper, little salt, throw it in the grinder, get some sausage castings. Customer, customer would never be the wiser. It would make my life so much easier. My, my father, he trained me well. Oh, God, what do I do? This is a butcher's worst nightmare. Typically, we give the meat we don't use to the homeless shelter, but hey, that's clearly not an option. Uh, it doesn't feel right to give it to a stray animal either, but for the dead person and the animal. Too risky to throw it out. I can't bury it. Don't know where my shovel is. I can't tell the police. Did you know you're not even supposed to be on the dark web? Robert III didn't tell me that. Excuse me? Yes, hello, what? You got that whale meat yet? No, not yet. Oh, all right. Well, I'll just get half a pound of potato salad. Uh... Can you come back later, please? shouldn't have passed out all those flyers that said whale meat coming soon. You shouldn't write checks you can't cash. When I called the company's number to get my money back, they just started screaming at me in that weird language. Only word I could make out was murderer, so I got scared and hung up. Now I'm 5k in the hole. You know, the body is skinny too. It's not even a good one. At least no one knows I have it, I think. UPS guy gave me a look when he wheeled the package in, but I'm pretty sure that's just his face. My employees are starting to get suspicious, though. Haven't told them yet. I said I threw up in the freezer and they shouldn't go in there. Then after a few days passed, I said I threw up in there again. I don't know how much more I can pretend to throw up in the freezer before they call the health department. Sometimes I lie awake at night wondering what the dead person's story was. Their hopes, their dreams. I just can't imagine it was to end up in my freezer. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's been in the back for about a week now. And uh, okay, I, I I didn't want to admit this, but I I did try to purchase another whale. Uh, I, I I know I know I I, ju- I, I just sent out too many flyers and uh, uh, you know once again not a whale, but at least I don't think it's a human this time either. Uh, in fact, I, I I don't know what it is. Uh, my best guess uh, is that it's an alien. Uh, Robert, what'd you get yourself into? Your dad started this business back in 59. Started with one platter of lunch meat. Sixty years later, where is it now? You're missing a shovel and there's a dead body in the freezer. You let your arrogance get the best of you. Hubris has stabbed you in the back once again. Dad always said it was your Achilles heel. That's why he was going to give the butcher shop to your brother until he betrayed the family and became a chiropractor. Who's even going to buy whale meat in the first place?
It was a Saturday morning when Branchburg resident Thomas D'Angelo tripped over the stone hand in the woods. When he turned around to see what he had tripped over, all he could do was stand in horror. He then ran out of the woods screaming, and the Branchburg Historical Society was called in to do an excavation. When completely dug up, the structure the hand belonged to stood six feet tall. It was a life-size statue of a human. But upon first glance, the Historical Society was unable to say who the statue was supposed to be. The hair was weathered down to an unrecognizable style, the nose and part of the left eye had been broken off, and the right half of its torso crumbled each time it was moved. But despite its fragileness, the statue exuded dignity. Clearly, it was someone of importance, as no one has a statue made of them for no reason. Was it a military leader from long ago? Perhaps it dated back to pre-European settlement. Was this figure even human, or did they represent some higher being? The society wheeled the 400-pound statue into the municipal building, where the town council held a special hearing for the townsfolk to present their own ideas of who the statue could be. At first, the crowd was silent. Then Kenneth Rubin of Emmett Court rose to suggest it was him. When the townsfolk disagreed, he excused himself to go to the bathroom, where he silently looked into the mirror for the remainder of the meeting. What if we made it my father, said Angela McConnell, who had no birthday gift for her father. Could be Santa, said another man, but everyone ignored him. Voices began to rise with suggestions, and soon no one could hear each other. During the commotion, Richard Gallagher saw a chance to cut his palm and rub it on the statue in some sort of ritual before police tackled him. He screamed he thought the ritual would get him a discount on cereal at ShopRite. Tiffany Jorgensen suggested that they use the statue to keep geese away at the park, and to test this theory, she threw a bird at it that she brought in from outside. One resident suggested they tip it over to see if a diamond was hidden inside, or at least a seashell. Could be Santa, said the same man as before, now crying. Another resident suggested there might be more statues in the woods, part of a bigger set, and she and two other townsfolk left to investigate this theory. They came back an hour later, dragging a stop sign. The meeting was going nowhere. Midway through, Councilman Frank Nuzzi recused himself after admitting he'd developed a crush on the statue. Resident Ronald Nearman suggested they carbon dated and returned with his son's chemistry set. But the kit's safety goggles were too small for his head, and the tightness made him lose consciousness. Not wanting to go past midnight, the meeting was adjourned, and the historical society had no more information than when they'd started. The next morning, the society wheeled the statue into Branchburg Nursing Home in a last-ditch effort. Perhaps the previous generation of residents would have an idea. The only clue they got was from a World War II veteran who screamed, Yes, sir! upon seeing it, then dove from his wheelchair and began army crawling out of the home, until two nurses grabbed him by his feet and dragged him back to his room. When a society member went to the veteran's bed to ask why he'd respond this way, the vet was gone, and a ceiling tile above his bed was moved. The historical society was officially out of options. No one in Branchwork had any idea about the statue's meaning, and they were unable to wheel it any further as one of the society members had to take a wheel home to reattach to his computer chair. They decided to just give the statue back to the man who discovered it, along with a $50 fine for littering. The Branchburg Police announces the arrest of Timothy Ganners. Ganners, age 46, and several of his similarly aged friends were spotted tipping over people's basketball hoops Monday night while playing a game they call hoop tipping. 
Hoop tipping is a game in which men binge drink orange Gatorade and attempt to see how many basketball hoops they can tip over in one night. Ganners was detained after he became pinned under a hoop he'd knocked over and suffered a broken spine. I go to every Branchburg High School Pioneers football game, and all I know is that if I were head coach, I would be doing things a bit differently. For starters, I would keep a horse on the sidelines. You see, the horse would be there to distract our opponents because they would wonder whether or not I plan on putting it in the game. They would really have to consider it too, because prior to all this, I would have developed their reputation as the type of head coach who might do anything kick a field goal on first down, send my players onto the field barefoot, show up to games dressed as Elvis. So it wouldn't seem unexpected if a guy like me wanted to put a horse in the game. But of course, even with this reputation, my opponents would still have to wonder, he can't be that wild, right? So they're thinking about this going back and forth, not paying attention to the game. They're just staring at my horse, probably squinting too. Then at this point, they would wonder whether or not a horse can even enter the game in the first place. Initially, they'd assume it can't. It's a horse for God's sakes. But then again, they've never actually looked it up. So now they have to find a rule book. Which, you know, when's the last time you see one of those just lying around? And when they finally do find one, they gotta leaf through all the pages looking the index for H, just a total waste of time. Oh, and maybe some of their players will try to pet our horse and get some sort of penalty. I can't imagine you can pet another team's horse. And while they're doing all this, my players are kicking field goal after field goal. Touchdowns are a bit flashy for my taste. I prefer field goals. I think my players would like me because I'd buy them beer. These kids work hard. They deserve it. But of course, the school board wouldn't like that. So I'd probably never get the job. And I'd be upfront with them about it too. I'd tell them in the interview, I plan on buying these players beer or whatever alcohol they want. So I got no shot. Not unless the drinking age is lowered, of course. A man can only dream. fashion myself a bit of a deal maker. The deal I'm most proud of is the one I made with my neighbor's son. Every night at eight, he walks across his lawn to give me the vegetables he pretended to eat at dinner. And in return, I don't tell his father. However, unbeknownst to him, I too have not been eating the vegetables. Instead, I have been storing them in large garbage bags. And when the time is right, I will expose our little secret to his father. Over the past four years, I have patiently been biding my time, waiting for the perfect moment to unleash my secret weapon. And tonight is the night! As earlier today, the boy betrayed me! Now, I must return the favor in a way that can only be described as Shakespearean!
Oh, hey, Rick. Hello. Is your son home? Excuse me? I'm hoping we can all sit in the living room and have a little chat. What exactly do you... There's something I need to tell you! Jesus, okay, okay. Uh, Jacob, can you come downstairs? Can I get you something to drink? What's going on? Rick, what are you doing here? <coughs> what is that? Rick, why'd you bring a bag of garbage in here? For years, your son, that boy, has been pretending to eat his vegetables. When instead, he's been giving them to me! What the hell? Why are you dumping garbage on my floor? It's your son's garbage! We had a deal! And you ripped it to shreds when you spat gum on my lawn this morning while waiting for the bus! What is going on? It was an accident! I sneezed! I put it right back on! You know what? Just get out of my house! Yes! Be gone, Jacob! Wander this neighborhood alone in exile! I'm talking about you, Rick! What's that noise? Your child has been doing this for four years! And now Judgment Day is here! Oh my god, are those vegetables too? Well, aren't you going to punish him? Maybe give me his favorite toy as a souvenir? Maybe you should take away his bed! No! Not my bed! Burn his shoes! Shave his head! The boy must repent for what he's done! Get out of my house before I call the cops! Fine! What are you doing? I'm putting the vegetables back in the bag in case the opportunity arises again. <laughs> Jacob, I still expect to see you at 8 p.m. Get the fuck out! You ruined my life! That night, I returned home to discover I was locked out of my house. Nevertheless... I still went to sleep on my front lawn with a smile on my face and the smell of years-old vegetables from next door tickling my nose. It was the best sleep of my life. Another successful bee. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to... This is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. They'll be glad you did. <laughs>